Hey there, you're listening to the Not So Breakfast Show with Sasha Endish. Welcome to the podcast today. This is the Not So Breakfast Show, the podcast for leadership and career development. And today on the podcast, we are talking about feeding your own monster. What are those things that we worry about, concern us, and are we part of the problem? Plus, we learn more about Sasha every week. You see a couple of people that seem to be having a bit of juicy gossip in the office. Can you go, good for them and I'm busy? Or are you like me and instantly run over and go, guys, I hate not knowing? (laughs) We also discuss how many wolves you should have inside you. Uh, There are two wolves inside us all. And you should see someone about that, because the correct amount of wolves to have inside you is zero. <laughs> so, that's helpful. And if you're still listening at the very end, you'll get a treat when old people learn new technology. All right, that's the show. Let's get it. All right, welcome to Not So Breakfast Show today. And this is the one about feeding your own monster. We all have some monsters, metaphorically speaking, some of us physically speaking. I don't know, but we're going to talk about making sure we're not feeding our own monster, causing our own dramas and our own problems. And to help me with that discussion today, the biggest monster of them all. Well, actually, that's probably (laughs) not the right way to introduce you, but it just fit with the sentence. Sasha, how are you? Yes, hello. I actually am a monster. (laughs) It's true. Since I've had COVID, you know, I had COVID Mm -hmm. when I was overseas, And I went on holiday with Chris, my husband, my first husband, my only husband, and he was unable to be in the same room as me because not just like a little bit of snoring, he recorded it. And there is a monster in me waiting to get out. And so when he played it back to me, I first thought, you know, this is really mean and nasty. I thought that for about a second. And then I just exploded into (laughs) laughter. A couple of nights ago, I stayed at my parents' house on a camp stretcher in their lounge The next day, mum says to me, your father and I are very worried. Why? Like, what's there to worry about? And they said, well, we woke up in the night and we wondered why there was a train in our house. (laughs) Apparently, there is a monster in me and it comes out at night. (laughs) So I'm pleased we're talking about the monster within. Oh, that's classic. Well, I had to have been recorded by Joe for the snoring. And? But, well, it was, it was I mean, it was particularly funny. And, <laughs> and it was because she had obviously recorded it and just kept it there until one day I said to her, oh, man, you were snoring last night. And she went, right. <laughs> ah, so she played the long game. Well played, Joe. Well played. <laughs> but uh, I have obviously heard about your snoring before, not hearing it for real. You haven't but... heard it from Auckland while I've been in Hamilton snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some things, but I didn't put it down to that, but maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I joke about Chris being my first husband, but if I keep talking about how much I snore, he will be my only husband. <laughs> I'm off the market. Well, maybe when we talk about feeding your own monster, maybe there's certain things that you eat or drink that cause you to snore more. Oh, shut up. (laughs) We're moving on from that discussion into the real discussion, which is around feeding your own monster. But basically, we are talking about that. We are talking about the things that we say to ourselves, oh, I wish that wouldn't happen. But then our behavior feeds it. 
And if I give you an example, a lot of people say, oh, I just get so many emails. And yet they send heaps of emails. They respond to emails immediately. They feed the monster. And in the way that they are trying to be proactive or trying to be really efficient with their time, they end up just getting more and more of what they send out back to them. Yeah, I love this idea of, I mean, it was an old Cherokee expression, the one about there being two wolves inside you and the the old dude says to the, the grandson, yeah, there's two wolves. One is evil and it's anger and bitterness and resentment and jealousy and greed and pride. You know, and the other wolf is good. It's love and calm and peace and all that good stuff. And the, you know, the grandson says, ah, so this battle is raging on. Which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee dude says, you know, the wolf you feed, the one you feed. And how this kind of rings true for me is whenever I find myself being, oh, I'm a bit flat, I'm a bit lacking in energy, I'm a bit kind of sad about the world right now, I do an account of my input. Mm. And I say, what are you telling yourself all day, every day? Because you are feeding that messaging. And I'm not going to suggest that we ought to just go into denial about what's happening in the world, but I do think it's true that we are so often the author of our own misfortune. We don't respond well to situations and we feed the wrong things. We give our energy to the wrong things. And to your point, we just have this self-fulfilling or self-perpetuating machine and we get stuck and we, you know, we can't break out of some habits that we've got into. And I mean, one thing you, I mean, you're amazing at heaps of things, but you're really good at being disciplined around routines and habits and being deliberate in the actions. I mean, so you, you've got a lot to teach me. I'm going to be listening uh, in this episode a lot. So go, go plant your wisdom on us. <laughs> well, I, I figure um, as part of this, uh, we should also state that when we were prepping for the show, we couldn't remember what was inside us, whether it was a wolf. And then we were like, is it a wolf and something else? Like, what was the other thing? And then we Googled it and it was two wolves. But what was the answer to <laughs> what did oh, it, it said, say? It said there are, two, uh, there are two wolves inside us all. And you should see someone about that because the correct amount of wolves to have inside you is zero. <laughs> so if that's helpful for you, take that advice. But yes, well, I but have. But we also couldn't remember if it was a wolf or was it a yeah. tiger or <laughs> there's you know, there's a some creature. And a butterfly. No, no, that doesn't work. The wolf wins every time there. <laughs> Unless the wolf has a phobia of butterflies. <laughs> okay, anyway. So... First thing I think we want to do is identify what our monsters are. It could be a behavior you want to change. It could be something that's going on. Uh, it might just be that you're getting down to your point because, you know, the world's crazy and all this kind of stuff. And every news article that you look at is telling you that the world's crazy. Or every time you watch the news, it's telling you the world's crazy. And so the first thing I'd say is, well, maybe you need to moderate or reduce the amount of inputs that you're giving yourself because what you see you tend to move towards when you hear that narrative all the time it tends to be much bigger because sometimes you bump into people and they just don't know what's going on in the world they seem pretty happy <laughs> yeah. really happy it's not that we want to have our head in the sand in denial but when it is affecting us more and we start to actually think about things or play out scenarios in our head 
that probably won't even happen. I mean, I think there's a stat, something like 80% of the things that we worry about don't even come to pass. So we do need to just sense check that. So kind of going back, identify what it is that you want to change, what specific behavior, because then at least we can start to problem solve it. Yeah, that that's great. The behavior and perhaps even the feeling. So for me, it's often the feeling. I find myself feeling a particular way. And what I remind myself about the news or uh, what we see on TV or what we get through the algorithm on social media is that it's not an accurate mm. reflection of the world. It's not an accurate representation. So if I go to social media right now, everyone I know is having a tropical holiday. Now, that's not true. It's just that my feed is full of people having a tropical holiday because if I go into work every day, no one at my work is having a tropical <laughs> holiday. But so if I'm feeling like, oh, everyone else having a holiday, not me, that's not true. Some people are having a holiday. Yeah, that's great. And so you get that kind of reality check, which is useful. Now, I think another thing that you can do is also identify the triggers that are associated to your monster. So once you identify what your monster is, but what are those triggers? So let's say that your monster is email. I just get email all the time. I, I feel like I spend all my time in email. If one of your triggers is you pick up your phone 200 times a day and check your email, and we've talked about this and joked about it before when you're on your email on your computer and then you just take a wee break from your computer and hop onto your phone and look at your email in tiny form. <laughs> it's feeding the monster. You're just becoming all obsessed about email or responding quickly or having an alert on your email that reminds you that one's just come in. Oh my goodness, that would just drive you crazy. But again, those little triggers that you may need to take into account. And recognizing the role that you play in that. So for every email you send, you are likely to get one or mm. two pieces back. So if you want to reduce your amount of email, stop sending them. Start picking up the phone instead or choose a different method of communicating with people. I mean, I like to think of my tummy, um, my literal tummy, my stomach, as a monster because it is a hungry monster, right? And it demands food from time to time. And when people are trying to get healthier, one of the things that we like to talk about is mm. conscious eating, which is just to say, don't absent-mindedly eat a bunch of stuff and then go, oh, <laughs> how come I'm not as healthy as I used to be? So as I've been trying to break up with sugar, and I love sugar, sugar has been my best boyfriend for the longest time, what I've got to do is be conscious of the triggers. So the triggers can be boredom. I get a bit bored and so i like, what can I have to eat right now? And I, so I might put a, um, I might get some biscuits next to me. And instead of going, I'm going to have a bicky with a cup of tea, if I absent mindedly put the packet of biscuits next to me, I can absent mindedly eat my way through quite a few bickies. So it's recognizing that I'm not being deliberate about that stuff and I'm literally feeding the monster just absent mindedly. So if I know the trigger is I'm a bit bored or I'm a little bit tired or, you know, recognizing that is like the first step to stopping the pattern, right? <laughs> funny one when you were talking about biscuits. I was at work the other day and I'm going to not name this person <laughs> because they do listen to the show. But it was the funniest part of my day where they said, okay, I'm off to get some lunch. I'm going to go get myself a healthy lunch. They came back <laughs> with a bag of Mrs. Miggins cookies. <laughs> And all they did was stand in front of me and they go, I've made bad choices. 
I need supervision. <laughs> and I was just like, that is gold. But it was just even, and then they sat down again and they just kept going, I've made bad choices, I've made bad choices. <laughs> But yeah, I think the trigger in that situation was I'm hungry and I'm heading to the supermarket, so probably supervision would have been good. But sometimes once we've identified our monster and then we've identified maybe some triggers around it, we also should define what we want the behavior to look like. Like what would you feel would give you the control of your monster or when you're in control of that monster? So again, if it's email what does successful email look like for you? So not just going, I'm going to reduce my email. That may not actually be helpful. But if you said, well, actually, I'd feel so much better if email was three times per day and I didn't have as many coming into my inbox. Then at least if you know what that looks like, then you can start to put some systems or procedures in place to, to get closer to that. Yeah, I think part of this and this will sound contradictory to what you're saying, Ish, and I don't mean it to be. Part of a check-in is also just to go, who told you to want that mm, thing? Brilliant. So you know that thing about oh, we should have like no emails in our inbox at the end of the night. Somebody just made that up. <laughs> you can be really high functioning and have heaps of emails yep. in your inbox. But if you want to have none, then great, work towards it. But just check in with yourself where you really want the thing or if it's just a niggly little annoying. And I think a great example of this also is people who say, I have so much drama in my life. I just want there to be less drama. Mm. And my first question to that is, do you do you want there to be less drama or do you love the drama? Because chances are you are feeding the drama monster. So get real with yourself. And if you do want to lessen the drama monster, then identify, like it says, identify the triggers, identify the behaviors. If you see a couple of people that seem to be having a bit of juicy gossip in the office, can you go, good for them and I'm busy? Mm. Or are you like me and instantly run over and go, guys, I hate not knowing. <laughs> Fill me in. <laughs> but that means I don't then get to say, oh, all the drama. Yep. Equally, the way that you respond to a situation. I mean, we've talked about neurolinguistic programming before, that the words that we use to describe something tells us how we feel about it. So I love to challenge people all the time when they say, the most outrageous thing happened. I'll say, is it the most outrageous thing? Or are you getting a payoff from describing it in those really dramatic terms? Is it just it was a little bit annoying that there were roadworks this morning? Or is it outrageous that they're actually fixing our roads on your commute? Mm. Does that make sense? Kind of just to talk yourself off the drama train if that's something that you want to yeah. fix. Unless they come back to you and go, no, the road workers dressed head to toe in sequins and slapping each other with fish instead of doing the road. It was outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. That's that crazy. That is outrageous and crazy. That's some crazy shit. I heard another one uh, from someone else. Uh, they were kind of just saying, oh, look, everyone just comes to me with their problems. Everyone's coming to me. And to your point before, like it's a little bit of drama. Like I just know this person thrives on that. And they seek it out, but they just couldn't see it at the time because I kind of said to them, so why do you think everyone comes to you? They go, oh, I'm just really good at giving advice. I say, I'm not sure that's what it is. I'm just thinking that you love to listen, that you love to allow people to vent, and as a result, people do love to vent, and then suddenly you become the person that they're venting to. 
Maybe you just need to say, you know what? Not today. And close down those opportunities. Okay, so once you've defined maybe what your new behavior looks like uh, and what you want to do, I would actually leave yourself some little reminders, little notes, little things that are just there. Because sometimes I wake up in the night and I go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not talking about having too many wines. I'm just saying. <laughs> not going to do that anymore. But then the morning comes. It's a new day, Sash. I've forgotten what I talked about last night or I'm not feeling exactly the same way. So those little notes, something in your wallet that is there when you see it, something on the um, home screen, on your phone that's there, a note on your steering wheel, something that's on your computer that is just sitting there all of the time. Because when you're constantly reminded of it and it's in your vision or it's on your mind, you're more likely to be able to put in the new behavior because it's constant. Yeah, and I think it's important here that you are targeting the behavior you're moving towards, Mm. not the behavior you're moving away from. Yeah. So if it's, hey, everybody, don't think about elephants. Ah, I can't get rid of the elephants in my brain. Yeah. Versus, hey, everybody, think about zebras. Oh, they're amazing. They're so stripey. They're beautiful. So focus on the behavior that you want, not the behavior that you're trying to knock on the head. That's really important as well for your focus. Brilliant. Another way to do this is also start with just tiny changes. You know, make some little wee changes that can start to build momentum and you can feel successful on or pick a moment in time. I'm going to do this for half the day and then I'm not going to worry about it for the rest of the day. But something that you know is achievable because I think sometimes we set ourselves an unrealistic expectation and I'll use the example of exercise. I am going to become a fit person and I'm going to run every day for 10Ks. And I can tell you how that's going to go uh, tomorrow. It it seems like a good idea at the time, but those smaller chunks, like what's one step? We've talked about this before. What's one step I can take that's going to move me in the right direction? How can I succeed uh, and look back on this day as being successful in this area I want to change? Those little tiny changes add up to massive, massive direction. Unsubscribe from some emails. Yes. Every day, unsubscribe from two. Or when the email comes in, unsubscribe. Just little things that you can do that create more space. Practice when someone comes to you with their drama story. I would love to to be here for you. I've actually got to get on with some stuff now. I've got a four o'clock deadline. Yeah. Practice saying that. Practice saying no. Wear a sticky note on your head. Not today, Satan. If that helps people go away. We'll be right back. Do you spend too much time planning out and then freaking out about your upcoming presentations? Then the 30-minute presenter program is for you. With our audio-based training program, you can literally learn the art of presenting while walking, driving, or even in the bath. Imagine Sasha and I right there with you. Well, not in the bath, but in your ears, unpacking our 40 years of combined experience in this impactful upskill. Learn to craft messages that matter, engage an audience, and overcome those nerves. So join the 30-minute presenter program. The link is in the show notes. Get started today. <laughs> is, that, is that someone's boss's name? Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are, Satan. Make better decisions. <laughs> Another way is get some support. You know, tell people what you're wanting to do and get them to call you on it. If you're wanting to change your behavior at work, tell a few people that you trust to say, when I do that thing, 
can you stop me doing that thing? Or if I respond to you immediately in an email, can you just not respond immediately back to me? Let's kind of shut that stuff down, agree together, because that is a really helpful way. And I know for a fact that I've had people who have supported me when I've wanted to do change, I'm more likely to embed the change and make it happen because you're accountable. Totally. Okay, so that one of the key things for me in this whole conversation is just recognizing the role that we play in creating our own mess. And I think we underestimate that and we go, oh, it's all these other things that are happening to me. It's not my fault I'm X, whatever that X is. So we underestimate the role that we play in it and then we underestimate our ability to change it. Mm. So we, we we kind of, we're just helpless in this whole thing is how we feel as if like life is happening to us. And I think this idea of recognizing that there's a kind of a monster and we just got to starve it, starve the bad monster, feed the good monster. That's kind of the basis of the, you know, the Cherokee expression, right? How do I give all this energy to the good side and just starve the bad side of light and oxygen until it dies? And, it, you know, it, and that's how you beat an addiction, right? Yeah. You've got to both starve that, but you've got to put your energy towards something really positive. So I like to encourage people, and I like to encourage myself because I forget this too. Yeah. I just feel like I kind of have to have a peanut slab at 3 (laughs) o'clock in the afternoon, almost like it's a rule. Yeah. It's like a rule. And then I go through phases where I go, no more peanut slabs. But that's that's like a denial of yourself thing. And that's where what I need to do instead is I need to go, mm-mm, yummy, yummy apples. I love an apple. 3 p.m. is <laughs> apple time. <laughs> like I've got to get excited about what I'm moving towards, not focus on what I'm leaving behind. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I, I forget that I have that power and that I'm not actually owned by the peanut slabs. <laughs> peanut slabs, you are not the boss of yeah. me. And, and we probably should point out there, there are other chocolatey treats out there that have peanuts in them. We don't want to brand ourselves. We're not sponsored by Peanut Slab. We're not pushing Peanut Slab. That's just the example that we've used. We're not anti-Peanut Slab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Name your monster. I think you should give it a name. If your email monster has a name, let's call it Gavin, <laughs> then you can just, every time you open up your phone and see your reminder, you can just go, oh, fuck off, Gavin, and hang up. <laughs> see ya. See ya, Gavin. <laughs> All right, so that's been a good discussion on feeding your own monster. Identify what your monster is. Identify any triggers around it that may be triggering, hence the name trigger. Uh, Make sure that you kind of then define what your new behavior looks like. Leave yourself some reminders. Start making tiny changes. Get some support and I reckon name it. Give it a great name. Yeah, name it and and support with people. And then when you finally crack that thing and you starve the monster that you don't need, the very least you can do is give yourself a wee peanut slab as a reward. <laughs> or a three wolves beer. Three wolves, that's how many you can have inside you. Three wolves. <laughs> hey, so uh, where, where are you located today? Because this isn't your normal digs. No, I'm in uh, my apartment in Christchurch. Otatahi Christchurch today. Nice. I see you've got the iron out. Yeah. Have you been doing some mining? Yeah. So it's not just holding something down? No. <laughs> <laughs> <What are you laughs> ironing? 
you know the the coolest thing about when I stay at my mum and dad's, yeah. uh, apart from bringing them the train noise in the middle of the night, <laughs> is mum, bless her, my mum's amazing. And she does the ironing. She's like, now, what are, you, what are you wearing tomorrow? And I'll show her and she'll go, oh, I think they need an iron. I'm like, no, no, they don't. But she'll get out, she'll iron them. What a gift to your nearly 50-year-old daughter to iron the clothes. But when I pulled my stuff out of uh out of the suitcase this morning, I thought, oh, no, even by my very loose and casual standards, those jeans need an iron. <laughs> Did you know I could do that? I, I mean, I'm not a domestic goddess, but I can iron my I jeans. I think it's a good skill because I, I remember when Joe and I got married, she said, just so you know, I don't do ironing. That's what Joe said. And I was like, that's fine. I can do my own ironing. And true to her words, <laughs> she has not <laughs> done any ironing. <laughs> What I love about that is Chris also does all his own ironing, <laughs> largely to make sure it's done to the yes. requirements and specifications, <laughs> which yeah. is good. But is your your mum's probably of the generation, same as my mum, where they tend to iron everything, undies, hankies, oh, tablecloths. Yep. If it's not ironed, it's not completely washed and clean. Ironing the couch. Ironing the couch, Yep. Do you remember when you were a kid, though, speaking of irons, do you remember, like, doing um, top-secret messages where you wrote in lemon juice? Oh, yes. And then, yeah, and then you ironed it, and then it, the, the well, it burnt, didn't it? And the ink would appear. Amazing. And when, when we need that skill near the end of the world, which we're not focusing on because we're not feeding no, that monster, we will be able to send messages to each other in the way that the tax – the tech-savvy youth of today will be lost. They will be. They'll be, what is this blank piece of paper? What are you doing with the lemon? <laughs> what do you mean I have to iron this piece of paper to read it? you crazy. When life gives you lemon, write secret messages. Yeah. Well, I guess the tech version of the lemon message nowadays is, you know how on your text messages you can hold it down and you can choose how it gets delivered and you can choose invisible ink. I have not seen that. Yeah, so when you write an effort, uh, No one's seen the Invisible Ink. <laughs> when you write a text on an iPhone, I will have to give you the brand, but when you go to send it, just hold the send down and it gives you options, slam, Invisible Ink, loud, and then when it, you open up your phone, if it's Invisible Ink, it just is all sparkly, and then when you touch it, the words appear. Okay, I'm going to send you a message right now. It's going to say, <laughs> not today, Gavin. Okay, so it comes up and says message sent with invisible ink. Yeah. And have, did you just get my one? And it, Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's oh. what yours came to me. And so now it's kind of going yeah. pixelating. And so do I press so it So if now? you touch it. Ah! How cool is I did not know yeah, that. That's so cool. Okay, I'm going to send you one. Hang on. Hang on. So where, I'm holding it down and where does it... <laughs> did you? Okay. okay. Yeah, so, so what? Where, do I hold down the arrow? Uh, so yeah, so write your word in in the in the box. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. And and actually up the top before you send oh, it, it says bubble or yeah. screen. Yeah. And so you can go screen, and then you can choose like how you want to send it. Woo! Yeah. I'm just <laughs> old people do technology. Oh, yeah, that's cool. awesome. There we go. Better texting, everyone. Thanks, man. <laughs>